It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, local experts on the biggest stories. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. Sam Ekstrom with you on Twitter, at Sam Ekstrom, writing for ZoneCoverage.com, LockedOnVikings.com as usual, or iTunes, great places to find the program. Special guest on today's show, he's the Locked On Broncos host. His name is Cody Rourke, at Cody Rourke, R-O-A-R-K, NFL, Cody Rourke, NFL, on Twitter. Uh, our two squads have been exchanging quarterbacks, uh, and not just in free agency, but going back all the way even to Kyle Sloter last preseason. Uh, we're going to talk plenty about that today. Cody, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm actually getting ready to head to Denver today. Long drive, but obviously the Locked On Podcast Network has me occupied on the ride there. Well, the Locked On Podcast Network it covers you at every base, and if you're interested in the NFL as a whole, we got so many shows that are keeping you up to date with all this free agency madness. And the Broncos were in on it on day two, I guess, of the tampering period when they came to an agreement with Case Keenum when all the dominoes fell. Two years. I'm seeing around $36 million, I guess, is the last number I saw. Maybe you have some new intel on that. But what was the initial reaction to the Case Keenum signing? And do you sense that the Denver faithful are fairly pleased with it? Well, for myself, and I know the Broncos organization, the Denver, you know, th- this signing with Case Keenum is pretty big because when you go back and you look at the tape, Case Keenum is a massive upgrade at quarterback over what the Denver Broncos have had over the last couple of years. Now, you have mixed reviews. Anytime there's a signing, I even seen this with Minnesota and Kirk Cousins. You have fans that have mixed feelings on the signing. Now, with Case Keenum, he's going to get a two-year, $36 million contract with about $25 million guaranteed. This provides the Denver Broncos with some flexibility in their cap space over the next couple of years. And it also, if it doesn't work out with Case Keenum, it gives them an easy way out. Now, I'm excited for it, and I'll tell you why. I go back and I watch Case Keenum, and it, this goes back to his days in Los Angeles, too. He's a leader. He's he's commanding in the huddle, and the Denver Broncos need something like that. And the thing is, I think he it worked out very well in Minnesota. He stepped up after Bradford got hurt, and Teddy Bridgewater wasn't able to play at that point. And he surprised some people. I didn't expect Case Keenum to have the year he did in Minnesota last year, the way he did, and the way he responded. And, and people are saying, well, you know, he had a great defense around him to carry him. Well, uh, he also played pretty darn well. 67% completion percentage, career highs in pass yards, completion percentage, quarterback rating, 22 touchdowns and seven interceptions. And, the you know, the Minnesota Vikings lost a very athletic star running back in Dalvin Cook. And that was a huge move for them. So there were a lot of different pieces flying on this move for the Denver Broncos and for the Minnesota Vikings. And from what I was told, if the Kirk Cousins signing didn't work out, the Vikings still had a lot of interest in bringing back Case Keenum. They absolutely did. And now I know there's a lot of thought that, well, Minnesota had a great defense, but so does Denver. The Denver reputation is fantastic defensively. That's how they won their Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Do you feel like the defense today still has enough in the tank to to get more out of that team 
assuming that the quarterback is then putting them in more favorable positions? Because I know last year, when you've got an offense that's not doing much, that makes life hard on the defense. So if you have, obviously, an above-average offense or an above-average quarterback, do you see uh, the pieces in place defensively to, once again, get back to that level? I believe so. Denver's got some youth there. Obviously, they lost to keep to leave. That's a move that is very big, and we're going to see how that move come back comes back to affect the Broncos. But also, they're still in play to make some moves at the defensive back position here in free agency. But, uh, you know, I think you said it perfectly. We go back to 2015 when the Denver Broncos offense under Gary Kubiak with Peyton Manning. They struggled adjusting to the zone-blocking scheme of Gary Kubiak, and the Broncos' offense wasn't that great in 2015. But that defense made a huge difference. But on the offensive side of the ball, having a guy like Peyton Manning who's smart, having that ability to manage a game in terms of not turning the ball over and obviously converting the sticks, getting them in good field position, at least score three points on a drive, that made all the difference. And that's what the Denver Broncos have lacked in 2016 and obviously 2017. They lacked that guy who could manage a game and not make the minimal mistakes. Now, the Denver Broncos quarterbacks, they turned the ball over a combined uh, 22, intercept, 22 to 25 interceptions between all three of them last year. Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon, compared to 19 touchdowns. That's not a lot of production at that position. When we've seen in the National Football League, it used to be from 2013 from the Seattle Seahawks, you have a decent quarterback, but you have a phenomenal defense. You're going to be in the Super Bowl. And then after the 2015 year, we found out that you have to have a good quarterback, and a pretty good defense now in the National Football League in order to be successful and to be able to compete for a world championship. And, and there were a lot of teams that had that uh, formula last year, but for the Denver Broncos, Case Keenum's a huge upgrade. And with the Denver Broncos defense, getting Shane Ray healthy, obviously Shane Ray had hand surgery in the offseason. He lost about 20 pounds, and he wasn't able to be as effective, especially they missed him after the bye week. And at that point, uh, you know, you didn't have that little solidarity at the pass rush position. You had teams just single focusedly on double teaming and triple teaming Von Miller, and there was no pressure on the other side now. So I think that's going to be a big key why the Denver Broncos are going to be much better in 2018 compared to 2016 and 2017. All right, let's talk, talk Trevor Simeon. We're with Cody Rourke here of Locked On Broncos. The Vikings trade for 26-year-old Trevor Simeon at Hi, this is David Locke, the CEO of the Locked On Podcast Network. In this crazy, unprecedented, and unnerving time, I know we're all living our lives a little differently. I thought we had some of our sponsors over the time that might be able to help you out. So we've reached out to them to get you specific offers. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for their first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Anxiety, stress, need something to calm yourself down? The Calm app is available for you, 40% off to our listeners at calm.com slash locked on NBA. Stuck at home, want fitness? Echelon Fit has been a sponsor of ours, and you can go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. And if you're looking to add some new knowledge and get a little smarter in your free time, Masterclass, or at least your time at home, masterclass.com slash P-E-R is offering 15% off. If you missed any of those, go to LockdownPodcast.com slash offers. That's LockdownPodcast.com slash offers. Thank you very much for tuning in to Lockdown Podcast Network. We hope to be here for you to give you a relief and a respite from all the other news. And thanks very much. Be safe and practice your social distancing. As their backup quarterback, Simeon, I look at his 2016 numbers, and he, he goes 8-6, and 3,400 yards, 18 touchdowns, 10 picks. And I say, that kind of seems like 
Teddy Bridgewater's season in 2015. That that's a pretty nice year statistically for Simeon. Then 2017, 10 starts, 5 and 5, yardage drops off, a little more careless with the football, 12 touchdowns, 14 picks. QB rating, uh, QBR, passer rating, I should say, both go down. What was the difference for Simeon between 16 and 17? Well, I think the Vikings are going to be getting a, a decent guy in Trevor Simeon, very good guy in the community, and I think he has, you know, he's decent as a quarterback. Now, I don't think we can define his career based off of two seasons. In 2016, he was phenomenal for the Denver Broncos in the first half of the season before he got hurt, broke his collarbone against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he kind of played hurt through the rest of the year, and that wasn't a very wise move. He kind of played through the pain there, but... um you know, he went on the road against Cincinnati in 2016 through four touchdowns and zero interceptions and obviously led them to a 5-0 and record. Now, at that point, he got hurt against Tampa Bay, and things kind of went downhill after that. He played hurt. 2016, he started off the year phenomenal. Now, uh, a big game against the Los Angeles Chargers week one on Monday Night Football, and then obviously a nationally televised game against the Dallas Cowboys week two. Throws four touchdowns, and the Denver Broncos all of a sudden are being talked about. People are saying, well, we need to, you need to extend Trevor Simeon right now because he's going to be a hot guy. After the Denver Broncos kind of were discovered a little bit after that Week 2 game, Buffalo kind of picked up on some tendencies, and cornerbacks used to sit on the outside because Trevor Simeon's favorite route to throw, the out route to the sticks. And so teams sat there, and they kind of read Trevor Simeon's abilities a little bit. Now, Mike McCoy, I don't think, helped Trevor Simeon in his development or the quarterbacks at that point. Uh, The the system was a little bit uh, untended for their uh, characteristics as quarterbacks. So after that, Trevor Seaman just continued to struggle, uh, struggled a little bit against the Oakland Raiders. Now offensive line had to be a very big player in that. Denver had one of the worst-ranked offensive lines in terms of pass protection in the National Football League. And at that point, Trevor Seaman, the Denver Broncos needed new energy. So they decided to go essentially with Brock Osweiler after Paxton Lynch got hurt. And at that point, you know, things were just kind of inconsistent. And Trevor Simeon saw his chance to come back in and, and play for the Denver Broncos against the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday night football. He throws a pick in the first half and obviously in the first quarter struggles and then obviously hurts his shoulder again, enter Brock Osweiler. And that's why Brock played the remainder of the rest of the season, barring that week 17 game against the Chiefs where we saw Paxton Lynch start. I, I really believe that Trevor Simeon is going to learn. I think having him learn behind a guy like Kirk Cousins and, and a very very good coaching staff that Minnesota has. I think that can suit Trevor Simeon's abilities a little bit more, and he might be a reliable guy if Kirk Cousins were ever to get hurt. He's got experience. He's not scared to play in the NFL, so that's a big sign for me. Well, it's it's definitely not your typical veteran backup acquisition. Like The Vikings could have gone after Matt Moore or Matt Castle, and they could have gotten somebody in their mid-30s to come and just be a placeholder behind Cousins, but obviously they're going for the high upside move, sort of like they did with Keenum. Keenum was still a fairly young guy when they brought him in, someone that they thought still had plenty left in the tank, not just to, to be a game manager, but maybe to even do something big at the NFL level, and I'm sure that's what they see in Simeon. And they got a seventh-round pick out of the deal this year, so it actually worked out pretty well here in Minnesota, and obviously Denver gets their guy in Keenum as well. What's the the disappointment level, I guess, in Lynch now? Two years in, four starts, hasn't really been utilized that much, and now with Keenum, there's there might be a chance Lynch really never uh, sees his potential, at least with Denver. Uh, what do you think's held him back, and uh, and what do you think the mood is around Lynch? 
Well, you know, Paxton Lynch, the move with Paxton Lynch, is it's kind of disappointing at this point in his career, especially being a first-round draft pick. Denver moved up in the 2016 draft to be able to get him, and he couldn't beat out anybody. You know, he was projected to be the starter entering the 2016 season, and you had Trevor Simeon on the roster, and the Broncos even traded for Mark Sanchez at that point. And, and the expectation was Paxton Lynch was going to be the guy, big arm, athletic, has the ability to be mobile in the pocket, and, and that was a sign that the Denver Broncos were excited about, but it didn't translate. He struggled in training camp. He, he had a hard time learning the NFL playbook. There have been some questions around the league regarding his ability to uh, comprehend a playbook and also maturity uh, in terms of not staying after practice, sometimes uh, leaving. You know, Some people said he's more concerned with playing Xbox than he is learning a playbook. I'm not exactly sure about that. But then after a whole year, you have Trevor Simeon as a starting quarterback, 2016, you enter training camp, and the Denver media blew the quarterback competition up uh, from a national standpoint. They called it the decision 2017. And, you know, the expectation was that this was going to be the year that Paxton Lynch breaks out in the National Football League. You have Mike McCoy as the offensive coordinator. His system is going to be a lot that Taylor makes to exactly Paxton Lynch's ability. And in training camp, Paxton Lynch couldn't beat out Trevor Simeon once again. Now, Trevor Simeon came out of nowhere in 2016 as an undrafted free agent out of Northwestern or seventh round draft pick, my, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, seventh round draft pick. Yeah. And he came out of nowhere and won the starting job. And for two years, Paxton Lynch couldn't beat him out. And so at that point, a lot of Broncos fans and a lot of people in the NFL community felt, okay, well, I, I don't think Paxton Lynch is going to be the guy in the national football league. Now, when he, Paxton Lynch has been on the field, his mechanics are the biggest issue footwork He's really hesitant, you know, in a three-step or a five-step drop. He has the tendency, before pressure even gets to him, to automatically tuck it and run. And that's not a good formula. And he actually got himself hurt against the Green Bay Packers in the preseason by doing that. So the Denver Broncos, you know, the concern here, Paxton Lynch is probably not going to be the guy. I'd expect Denver to pick a quarterback still at the fifth pick in the NFL draft this year. Uh, John Elway went out to Baker Mayfield's pro day yesterday. He's at Josh Rosen's pro day today. And that's going to be a big telling sign on who they want to go with. And they're going to have a guy that's going to sit behind Case Keenum for a couple of years. And when Case Keenum, if the project works with Case Keenum, Case Keenum will probably be extended. If it's not, they'll probably go with whoever they draft. But obviously, they're going to get a quarterback that they can be reliable on if Case Keenum were to go down, a guy who could play right away. And, and obviously, the quarterbacks in this year's draft are an instant upgrade over what Paxton Lynch has to offer right now for the Broncos. Might not be a bad thing either to have somebody breathing down Keenum's neck because he seemed to bolster his play with the Vikings when Teddy Bridgewater became available and they started hinting at maybe Bridgewater to get some time. Keenum seemed to raise his game to the next level at that point. So I think he's a quarterback that plays well with a little bit of pressure on him, uh, knowing that his job might be at stake. We're talking to Cody Rourke of Locked On Broncos. Now, the other guy in this mix who's got a, a history with Denver, Kyle Sloter. Now, the Vikings Vikings fans may have to deal with Simeon as the backup, but they are infatuated with Kyle Sloter, and I know they're going to be lobbying hard for him to, to be the QB, too. And I think that's because pretty much everything he's put on tape has been good with the Denver yeah. preseason last year, 72% completion percentage, three touchdowns, no picks, rating of 125.4. He was marvelous. Now, again, that's a lot of 
beating third-string defensive backs uh, coming into the slow slog of a late preseason game, but he looked great, and he's an incredible story, converted wide receiver, went to Northern Colorado, emerged as a quarterback, and here he is. Vikings gave him a bunch of money to be their practice squad guy, and then he got on the roster early in the season last year. So do you think there's a level of regret that Kyle Sloter uh, slipped away from Denver last year? I know. I certainly regret it. I, I was high on Kyle Slaughter. I was hoping when we sent Trevor Simeon to Minnesota that Kyle Slaughter was the package guy coming back to Denver. <laughs> um, Minnesota Vikings fans should be very intrigued with Kyle Slaughter. And, you know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, he played against second string, third string guys. Well, Kyle Slaughter, he was competitive. He's been an underdog his entire career. He came to University in Northern Colorado, and he wasn't even the starting quarterback at the beginning. He was a guy that their starting quarterback went down. He came in, and all of a sudden, he wants some games for them, and he's a gamer. He's passionate. He has a lot of energy, and he's got some leadership that is very uncanny. That was one of the high praises coming out of training camp was, you know, this guy's a leader. This guy might be an under-the-radar type of guy, and he certainly is. And, and for the Minnesota Vikings to promote him to their active roster last season, that says a lot about how they feel about Kyle Sloter going forward in the future. Now, there could be a chance Kyle Sloter does beat out Trevor Simeon for the number two quarterback position. I was just talking on Lockdown Broncos goes today about I really believe that when the Vikings signed Kirk Cousins and they kept obviously Kyle Slaughter, they let Sam Bradford go they let Keith Keenum go they let Teddy Bridgewater go that Kyle Slaughter, they have a lot of confidence in him being the heir apparent to Kirk Cousins one day and I tell you what he's a guy he, he's gonna he's got a chip on his shoulder and I tell you what for the Denver Broncos in preseason I lobbied I thought he was the Broncos best quarterback on the roster in the preseason and he played a lot better than the starters did and I, I felt like he should have been the starting quarterback for the Broncos in 2017, but uh, it, it didn't work out that way. Obviously, um, when the you know they went through roster cuts, he was one of those guys, and and he got picked up very quickly by Minnesota, and, and rightfully so, he deserves it. Um, and he had a lot of great things to say about Case Keenum, though. After Case Keenum was announced to be going to the Denver Broncos, and, and that just goes to show what type of teammate Kyle Slaughter is. So, Vikings fans, be excited! You have a very um, underrated guy who could definitely make a huge impact for you going forward. I know I miss him in Denver. I miss his energy, his passion, because um, Denver Broncos haven't had that in a couple years. Now they're getting that with Case Keenum. So I'm excited. It's an equal trade-off, but uh, be excited about Kyle Sloter. I would say I'm as excited to see Sloter in the preseason than I am Cousins, at the moment at least. Yeah, uh, it, It'll be yeah. obviously Intriguing to see Cousins, but let's be honest, he's only going to play a few series here and there. Maybe the third preseason game he plays a little more, but the Vikings are going to be uber cautious with him after their history with quarterbacks. They're going to give Sloter a lot of time, so I'm, I'm pumped to see what Sloter can do in a Vikings uniform for the first time actually on the field playing in a real game. Last one for Cody Rourke of Locked On Broncos. Pick number five for Denver. You mentioned Mayfield. You mentioned picking the heir apparent maybe to Keenum. Would you go quarterback at number five or would you go elsewhere? I would go quarterback at number five just given the situation that I don't think the Broncos are really confident right now with Paxton Lynch being the backup quarterback. And and why not? Why not draft a quarterback? This is a prolific draft class for quarterbacks. We haven't had a class like this with as many names that could go in the first round in several years. So I, I, you have the Darnolds, you have the Rosens, you have the Mayfields, and you have some underrated guys. You have Paul Uletta that could be a late steal for some team. And you, obviously the talk is Josh Allen's big arm. I don't think Denver goes with him. That 
would be a very risky pick. That would be a Brock Osweiler type of reach and a Paxton Lynch type reach as well. But uh, I think Denver goes Mayfield or Rosen. They're the most, I think, the most prolific quarterbacks in this year's draft. Darnold has a lot of upside as well, but uh, why not? You know, you want to get a guy that could be a, a stable piece for your organization going forward after Case Keenum either retires or goes elsewhere. Cody, thanks for your time, man. Awesome info. He's the host of Locked On Broncos. If you're intrigued in the Case Keenum saga now in Denver, you can uh, tune in to Cody and hear what they're saying in Broncos land about Case Keenum over in Denver. Thanks a lot, man. Have a good day. Thanks, Sam. He's Cody Rourke. I'm Sam Ekstrom. LockedOnVikings.com, the website. Subscribe on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening today. We'll talk to you tomorrow with Sage Rosenfels on the show. Hey, sports fans. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves podcast on the Locked On NBA Network. The Wolves might be in the middle of what's turned out to be a pretty miserable season, but there's still plenty to talk about. From the aftermath of the trade deadline to looking ahead at what moves Gerson Rosas and the front office might be planning for the summer to the possibility that all-star snub Carl Anthony Towns could go off on any given night, it's still going to be a fun spring. Tune into Locked On Wolves daily, Monday through Friday. I'm Ben Beacon with Locked On Wolves, and we'll catch you next time.